Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. These are interesting times to be a Colts fan. These are interesting times to be an Indiana Hoosiers fan. Not so interesting to be a Pacers fan, but we'll talk about all three. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday. It's March 3rd already, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. Trustworthy. They do excellent work. They're going to give you a price. 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports. We're going to talk about the Colts first, then we're going to talk about the Hoosiers, and then a little bit about the Pacers. Sectional results, not many of them from last night, but some. High school basketball is still a big deal in the state of Indiana, so we're going to talk about it, but let's talk about the Colts first. And then we're going to talk about Ron Harper Jr. Mm. When's he going to graduate? When is he done at Rutgers. Anyway, Colt, uh, Chris Ballard has been all over the media in the last 48 hours. Two days ago, he had his media availability at the Combine. Yesterday, he did a solid hour. No commercials on the Dan Dockett show on 107.5 The Fan. And it was absolutely terrific. What have we learned over the, really, the last five years uh, about Chris Ballard? And also, what have we learned over the last... 48 hours. What we've learned is that his hill to die on, where he's planting his flag, or live on, he might live here too, live or die on, is building from the inside out. He talks about that relentlessly. Talks about eight defensive linemen. Talks about having to be able to block up front. That's where, that's his belief system. And, and his belief system is inviolate. And so this is what the Colts do. Do not be surprised if with the number 47 overall pick, which looks to be the first one that the Colts are going to have, if Ballard takes alignment on either side of the ball. He, yes, he thinks that Danny Pinner can play. Dan Dockett asked him about Chris Reed a couple of times yesterday, and he brought up Danny Pinner. Never mentioned Reed. Interesting. Uh, Carson Wentz is a long shot to return. We've learned that over the last 48 hours. No sane general manager could possibly make the case that Carson Wentz is both the long-term and the short-term answer at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And that is the, the bar where Chris Ballard has set this quarterback search at. And I would call it a quarterback search, Right. Colts need a quarterback. Is Carson Wentz that guy? Does he fit a short-term need and a long-term need? Perhaps a short-term need. If you're going to roll it back a second year, if you're going to eat the the 15 plus the 13.2, roll into a second year, and then kind of evaluate and decide after next year if you're going to cut bait with the guy for free or uh, bring him back under contract, That's a short-term 
success, right, if they win. However, long-term, you cannot look at what Carson Wentz did in the totality of the 2021 season and say, yes, this guy is our long-term answer. You just can't make that case. And Chris Ballard at the Combine again and again and again said the quarterback is going to, where they land on quarterback is going to satisfy both the short-term and long-term needs of the Colts. Uh, Quentin Nelson's going to get his extension, but it might not be as much as $17 million a year. He told Dan yesterday, when Dan asked $17 to $20 million for a left guard, Ballard said that number might be a little bit high. Sounds like they're going to extend him, not trade him. I, you look at the way championship teams are built, you don't see a lot of guards making that kind of jack. Now, what some people have been talking about is like 18 to 22 million. That's crazy talk for a guard. You can't pay a guard that much money. And I'll give you a good example is Indianapolis's own Zach Martin playing for the Cowboys. Probably the best guard in the NFL. When was the last time Dallas played in the Super Bowl? Was it 96? Been a quarter century. Zach Martin's never played in the Super Bowl. Best guard in the league, probably the best guard since who? Larry Allen? You know, this is a really, really good guard. Guard play, you can win a championship with mediocre guards. You can't win a championship with mediocre weapons or a mediocre quarterback. You got to be careful where you spend your money. Still, I, depending on what you could get, if there's a GM out there willing to give up a first rounder for Quentin Nelson, adios muchacho. I don't know whether that guy exists. I don't know what the market is for a left guard, even one as potentially dominant as Quentin Nelson has been over his first four years. Um, they're gonna let he's gonna let the board talk to him at 47. He says it every year, and we know this. I would love to see him take a weapon at 47 because at 47 you can get a real guy. At some positions, you, you kind of have to be in the front half of the first round to get a real solution at a position of need. The position of need for the Colts is wide receiver. You've got Michael Pittman, and that's it. You don't have a second weapon. What the Colts need is a first weapon so Michael Pittman can become an elite-level second weapon. We'll see if they're able to do that, see if Ballard can put that together. 47, you can get a guy. They were hoping that Paris Campbell was going to be that guy taken in the same kind of neighborhood of the draft a few years ago. Showed no signs of injury or or injury proclivity at Ohio State, but has been injured. We know that. He's a confident guy, Chris Ballard is. He's not weak. He's not insecure. He doesn't let the media or fan criticism define him in his mind or and I, he just seems to be very, very good at ignoring it. And that's a really good thing. Uh, he's never going to let external criticism buy space in his brain. Those are his words. Uh, winning does not validate him. It doesn't fill a hole. It doesn't define him. He's not insecure in that way. What winning does and what this Colts job does is allows him to test his theory. And that's an interesting place to come at that job from. Not many are. You, you felt always with Bill Polian 
that he was filling a hole. Like there, there was a, a need for him to prove himself again and again and again through being a general manager in the NFL and building the best roster possible. He was driven by that, trying to fill a hole. Chris Ballard doesn't have that. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I like a confident leader, and he's a really confident leader. So we know those things about him. We've learned those things about him over the last 48 hours, or they've been kind of cemented in our heads. We like Chris Ballard. We like the way he grew up in the game. We like the way he comports himself. We like the way he loves Indianapolis. We like the way his family loves Indianapolis. And let's face it, if his family left Indianapolis, the population of Indianapolis, you know, we'd go from being ranked whatever we're ranked, we'd lose two or three spots in the rankings because he's got a big family. Dan estimated his, the number of children at 862 yesterday. He doesn't have quite that many, but it's a big brood. Uh, we like Chris Ballard, and we hope that Chris Ballard can succeed and he's got, uh, by his own clock, he's got eight days to make the decision and and either get Carson Wentz cemented as the starter here, short and long term, or disposed of, and, and let's move on and figure out what's next. Going to be an interesting eight days. He said 10 days two days ago. Two from 10 is eight. That kind of math I can do very easily and feel good about. How about this guy? Chris Greer, the general manager of the Dolphins at the Combine yesterday, he said this about Tua. He was asked whether he believed that Tua could become an elite-level quarterback in the NFL. He said, I can't say he can't be. (laughs) What a guy. That's fantastic. What more do you want to hear as a starting quarterback than your general manager say, well, I can't say he can't be. Oh, fantastic. Are we glad we don't have that guy as the the general manager for the Colts? All right, Indiana, they lost last night. So here was Ron Harper. 2.1 seconds left. Ron Harper Jr. of Rutgers. Three ball, makes it. Then he walks around like this for a minute, and we know what that means. I don't know if you can see, but he's kind of giving it this. We get it. And then he bows, and then he gives this. You know what? You make shots at Assembly Hall, you get to do whatever the hell you want. I got no problem with that. My problem is that Indiana allowed him to make five of eight from beyond the arc. And you can't win allowing Ron Harper Jr. to make five of eight from beyond the arc. You have got to defend him better than that. Needed to defend him better than that in the second half. They didn't. Geo Baker last night was three of seven from beyond the arc. So that's a combined eight of 15. That's going to get you beat, especially when your guys combine, that's Parker Stewart and Miller Cop combined to hit three of 14 from beyond the arc. You can't win games with a shooting disparity that large. And that's what happened to Indiana last night. Stewart, big three late, right, with 11 seconds left or whatever, uh, made that three. Rutgers, to tie it, Rutgers came down, made their three. And so they win 66-63.
winds up being a quad one win for Rutgers, evidently, and I think a quad three loss for Indiana, which is extremely harmful to their NCAA hopes. Uh, You know, we always try to dress for mood uh, here, and I'm wearing black today, and there's reason for that. Now, look, I just, Indiana's 18 and 11. They're 9 and 10 in the Big Ten. They've got a game this Saturday, 2 o'clock at Mackey Arena against Purdue. Uh, Look, I would love to be a realist and say they have no chance to beat Purdue, and we know what happens in the Big Ten tournament. They go to the Big Ten tournament. It's one and done. I I think they hate Indianapolis. Uh, They have an Indianapolis native for the first time as a coach. Maybe Mike Woodson will bring some Indiana love. Uh, in Indianapolis love to Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament. I don't know. But I can't be dour. Look, we've got whatever happens with Indiana this year, we got a whole offseason to lament it and and then look forward to Jalen Hood Shafino and Caleb Banks and C.J. Gunn and whoever else comes to Bloomington and then wave goodbye to the guys who leave. And senior night last night, two of the six seniors uh, – gave speeches. Race Thompson, Parker Stewart spoke to the crowd after the game. We assume they're gone. The other four, can we assume they're staying? We can't assume anything. Who knows what's going to happen with kind of this freewheeling, free agency in transfer turmoil that we've got. But we still got basketball to play and to watch. And, and so I'm all in behind Indiana and their chance to pull off the massive upset in Tippecanoe County this Saturday against Purdue. Purdue, they're not unbeatable. Indiana's already beaten them. Maybe, just like some teams seem to have Indiana's number, maybe Indiana's got Purdue's number. Maybe that could be. Maybe they show up at Gainbridge Fieldhouse next week and win some games. Maybe that happens. Maybe they find a way to start closing games rather than having games closed on them. Maybe that happens. It's enough to hope for. We can be crappy about it in April, May, June, July, August, September, and October. We can get down on Indiana basketball if they fail to do those things. But right now, there's no reason not to be hopeful. There's no reason not to be positive. Xavier Johnson played well last night. Trace Jackson Davis Wasn't bad last night. 19 points, 9 rebounds. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's talk about recruits and transfers and who's coming and who's going. Let's do that in April, May, June, July. All right? No need to do it now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And we'll see what uh, Mike Woodson and his staff can do to help develop a guy like Tamar Bates, who's got lots of talent, but man. Not much of a head for the game, at least as it stands right now. He needs to learn the game. Uh, Pacers, they won in overtime last night, 122-114. Malcolm Brogdon, 31-11. Jalen Smith, 15-15. Jalen Smith looks like a guy. Jalen Smith looks like somebody who can play and compete for a winning basketball team in the NBA. I got to tell you the truth, that was kind of an under-the-radar deal, right? They pick him up for a song from the Phoenix Suns, and he is bawling out. I like Jalen Smith. I thought he was going to be a good pro when he was at Maryland. 
turning out to be a good pro now. Cathedral beat North Central last night, 76-68. Tech over Lawrence Central, 80-57. Mount Vernon beat uh, uh, <clears throat> Pendleton Heights, 86-74. Tomorrow night, sectional action everywhere. Semifinals being played all over the state. I can't wait. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Ross uh, Bownell, happy birthday, Joseph Bretz. Dan Tanner, Jody Valerio, uh, Chris Zenar, happy birthday, Sam Teets, Pete Cook, the great Jim Tunney, fabulous official in the NBA, or NFL for a long time, Colin Watkins, happy birthday to Colin Watkins. Colin, uh, a guy that I worked with, uh, wanted to get into radio and media, just a fantastic human being, and uh, I got a great note from him on my birthday, I, I appreciated it. Uh, a great deal. Really, really good dude, Colin Watkins, celebrating a birthday. And the great Christine Woodward Duncan, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else, right? And that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people. Don't, don't depress people, right? And, and for God's sake, don't walk around like this. All day, right after you have angered an entire state. Don't do it, Ron Harper Jr. And what are you doing making those shots? I, I, I found, I, I, I am not going to be an in, or I'm not going to be a hospitable host the next time you come around, Ron Harper Jr. And, and hopefully, Geo Baker finally cycles out of Rutgers because he's like 35 years old. <laughs>